We begin by thanking the sponsors, the Talmud Torah sponsor of the month, Dr. Steve and Dr. Terry Zinn, in loving memory of Terry's father, Dr. Harry Khan, Tzvi Hirsch Ben Yosef HaKohen on his 10th yard site, as well as Paul and Kathy Pollock, in memory of Paul's grandfather, Zechariah Ben Zechariah, and grandmother, Dina Bastov, who were nifter in the month of Adar, and the Shammah Shehavon Aliyah, and the Shammah Shehavon Chama. As well, we thank our sponsors for the Week of Learning, an anonymous sponsor, Lila Nishmas, Moshe Aaron Alter, Ben Yosef Ben Yamin, Zechariah Levrach, on his first yard site, on the 6th of Adar, Lila Nishmas, Sarah Dina Bas Elimelech, and Shabbos should have an aliyah. Today's daf is Nazir, daf Lamed Zayin. Does anybody know if the Rav left off by an ace there at the bottom of Lamed Vav on the base or got to the top of Lamed Zayin of it all? At the top. Okay, good. All right, so we'll, we'll begin at the top. Let's just quickly recap what happens over here. If we go back to the beginning of the parak, in the Mishnah, Rabbi Kiva says, "Mikiva Omer Afilu Shara Pito Bayayin Viyeshba Kedele Tsarif Kezayis Chayim." Rabbi Kiva has this opinion that when it comes to the isurim of a nazir, if he soaks his bread inside wine, so bread is a permissible food for a nazir. Wine obviously is a forbidden food for a nazir, so he soaks his bread inside the wine, and then at the end of the day, he pulls it out. Now, when you measure it all up, you're able to have a tziruf, a combination of wine and bread, which equals a kezayis, says Rabbi Akiva, you're going to be chayv. In other words, this is the concept of tziruf, combining two foods together, one being heter, one being iser, which is called heter mitzdarif for iser. You combine the permissible food with the forbidden food, and if you have a grand total, the sum of a kezayis, even though you only have that kezayis because, you have, because of the food which is permissible, because of the heter, nevertheless, the halacha is, you are going to be chayiv. That's the halacha of Rabbi Kiva in the Mishnah. The last Amud, we focused on the bottom of Daf Lamed, Hey Amud Beis, on a line from Rabbi Vo. Rabbi Vo said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, that Kali Surin Shabbat Torah, Ein Heter Mitzdarif Le'iser, Chutz Misri Nazir. This halach of Rabbi Akiva, you could combine permissible foods with forbidden foods, and if you have a total of a shear, of a kezayis, even though the total is only going to be reached by virtue of the fact that you mixed heter and iser, that halacha is only true when it comes to the halachas of Nazir. That's the line, Kol Yishtur and Shabbat Torah, Ein heter iser, in other words, this is a novelty when it comes to the halachas of Nazir. When it comes to a Nazir, you could combine permissible foods with forbidden foods to reach the shear, and he says, because the Torah says Nishras. Yesterday's Amud was challenging this halacha for the most part. Yesterday's Amud basically was trying to teach us that, hold on a second, is this really true? Perhaps you could, you could actually apply the halacha of Hester Mitzdarif Le'iser, which means to combine permissible foods with forbidden foods in other cases as well. So we're going to stop, start here on the top of Daflamid Zayin Amar Aleph from Amar Abaya. So about five lines to the top. Amar Abaya. So Abaya now said back to Mimai, to high Mishras, Lehetter Mitzdarf Israhuda Asa. The whole source of this halacha, that you could combine. 
permissible foods with forbidden foods comes, comes from the word mishras. That's the word in the Torah which tells us when you have this with this food which is soaked with wine. So hold on. Abayah says, let's challenge the whole premise over here. Who said that the halacha of heter mitzvah flister is even true? Maybe the word mishras does not teach us that. Rather, what does it teach us? Dilma litain tam asa. Maybe the age-old rule that we know called tam ke'ikr, which literally means that the taste of a forbidden food actually has the halacha of the forbidden food. Maybe that halacha is learned from Mishra. So Gemara goes on to a little pause over here, but let's just explain it. We are very familiar with the concept of tam ke'ikr. And that's why we have milchi kalim. That's why we have fleshi kalim. That's why we have pesach kalim. That's why we have kosher kalim. That means a person has a pot, you have to make sure before you're going to cook your meatballs in it that the pot wasn't used to cook milk or, any, or, or cheese. Why? The pot is clean. The answer is because the pot absorbs flavor inside it and that flavor can then be transferred to the next food. Similarly, if I have meat cooking in a pot and inside the same pot I added some milk, so now, even if I just simply pull the meat out and don't drink the milk, the meat is forbidden because it absorbs the taste of the, of the milk. And the same thing would be true with regard to kosher or non-kosher. If I have a pot cooking with a bunch of kosher meat inside it, and I add in a couple pieces of non-kosher meat, even if I were to take out the kosher meat from the pot, halach is I can't eat it because it absorbs flavor from the non-kosher meat. That's the concept of tam ke'ikr. So now... Perhaps the, the word Mishras in the Pasuk, which we use to teach us the idea of Heter Mitzdarf Iser, maybe that whole thing is not true. Maybe the Mishras is not teaching us the concept that you can add kosher food to non-kosher food to fulfill a minimum size of a kezayis, an olive size. Maybe this halach of Mishras is just teaching me that old rule of Tam Ke'ikar, that if I have the flavor of non-kosher food absorbed into kosher food, the kosher food actually transforms into non-kosher food. Now the Gemara says, hold on a second. Abaya, can you make up your mind? You want to ask, hold on a second, Abaya. Yesterday, you're trying to challenge the premise that the halach of Hetemit Starf Lisser is limited to Nazir. In other words, yesterday's Haomad was saying that this idea of combination, the whole Gemara yesterday was challenging this idea that it would be limited to Nazir. And you were asking, no, it should be relevant in so many other cases. And now you're flipping yourself all over, you know, a complete 180 degrees. And now you're asking that the whole thing is not true. Yesterday you wanted to say it applies all over the place. Today you want to say it doesn't apply anywhere? What's going on? Sigmar says, indeed. In other words, Sigmar says, the Bayi was asking legitimate questions. He got legitimate answers. He was engaged in an honest conversation. He's being intellectually honest over here. He asked questions, got answers. Now he's on to step two. In other words, Abai is not hooked on his original statement. Abai was asking questions to learn. Abai heard a statement which said 
that Mishras teaches us a halacha of heter mitzdarf leiser. You could combine forbidden foods with not with for, with permissible foods. And Abaye asked yesterday, okay, hold on a second, is that halacha only true by Nazir? And once Abaye found that indeed it's really limited to only Nazir, now he wants to say, hold on a second, maybe the whole premise is not true. Maybe Mishra is teaching us Tamkeikar. So that's what the Gemara says. Basra Dashani lay. Once he answered him, and the Gemara actually goes ahead and explains, substantiates Abayah's question. Look at the Tanya for it says in the Brayse, Mishras, the word Mishras teaches us, in other words, we do have a Brayse, which teaches us that the word Mishras, the extra word of Mishras, Anavim, teaches us that the flavor of something is like the substance, the actual item. A person went and soaked grapes in water. So a person takes grapes off, you know, off the shelf in the grocery store. He comes home, he wants to wash them off, and he soaks them in a pot of water. He leaves them there for a significant enough amount of time that the grapes are able to bleed their flavor into the water. He takes all the grapes out of the water, puts them in the fridge, and he says, I don't eat grapes because I'm a Nazir. And he says, but chaval to spill all this water down the, drain, down the drain. So he takes the water from that basin he was soaking it in, and he makes a shahaka and he drinks it. Now he says, hold on a second. This water actually tastes like wine. So now, or grape juice. So halakhi says, thank you very much. So, so he actually is chayiv for drinking that water. That's important to understand. He's not chayiv because within that water there is a kezayis of grape juice. That's not the point. If there was a kezayis of grape juice, that gets to yesterday's discussion of kezayis b'teachilas pras, and that gets to the discussion of hetemet starf What the Gemara simply means is, you're drinking water. It's really water. And the water itself, he drinks a share of water, but the water tastes like wine. So because the water tastes like wine, the water is actually transformed into halachic wine. So you see very clearly that we have a Bryce that says that when it comes to Nazir, the word Mishras, the extra word Mishras, teaches us that you could transform an item of Heter into an item is of Isser by virtue of the fact that it actually tastes like the Isser. And that's the fundamental difference between Heter Mitztarif Isser and Tamke Iker. Heter Mitztarif Isser acknowledges that the permissible food is permissible and the forbidden food is forbidden. However, there's this novel idea that if you don't have enough of the forbidden food, you can fill in the missing amount of food that you need for the shear, for the minimum requirement, by adding in something which is kosher. The idea of tam ke'ikr is that everybody agrees that everything that I ate was permissible food. It was a cup of water. The problem with this cup of water is that this cup of water tastes like wine, and now that permissible food actually transforms into the isser itself. So even though I'm not actually eating Isser, I am drinking something which is totally technically permissible. The fact that it tastes like Isser, the fact that it has a taste of something which is 
for which is forbidden, that makes it also. Now, I know this might be obvious, but again, just to point it out, it doesn't mean that if you have an artificial flavor of something which is forbidden, then it's usr. In other words, you're allowed to have, I don't know, a potato chip, which has an artificial flavor of whatever item it might be, which is non-kosher. It has to be, you know, get, let's say, if you have a bacon-flavored potato chip. Now, if they are able to generate the, the flavor of, of bacon by mixing together some spices and whatever else you don't want to know is in there, that's not a problem. Because there's nothing isser. What we're talking about is when you actually use a forbidden item to transform its flavor from the real bona fide prohibited item into a kosher item, then if the kosher item absorbs that flavor, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to actually transform into isser. Now the Gemara actually says, that Bryce says, we learn from Nazir that Tam Ke'ikr is relevant in all areas of the Torah. And the Gemara explains. In other words, we're explaining if you soak grapes in water, it transforms the water into what would be halachically wine. The Gemara says you can learn just all other Yisurim of the Torah. And that's like, like, like we mentioned at the beginning of this year. That's why if a person has a pot of food that's cooking and in Isser, forbidden food falls in, if it lends its flavor to the rest of the pot, the rest of the pot's going to be Usr, even if the guy is not a Nazir, even if the food is not forbidden to a Nazir, if it's simply Nivela. Mark explains, Uman Nazir, She'ein Isuro, Isser Olam, a Nazir is not an Isser Olam, because a Stam Nazir, how long does he remain a Nazir for? For 30 days. Ve'ein Isuro, Isser Hana, and a Nazir does not have a problem to derive benefit from grape juice. The example that, Ra- that Rashi gives is that he could be included in an Eruv that was set up using forbidden foods for another. In other words, if they made an Eruv with wine, he's still allowed to be included in that, in that Eruv. If Yesh Hatril Yisuro, he could ultimately go to a Rav and reverse his Naziris. In other words, we discussed this concept before in this Masechta about how he can go to a Rav to reverse his Naziris, or to nullify his Naziris. So in other words, it has these three redeeming factors. Number one, it doesn't last forever. Number two, he's allowed to drive benefit from it. Number three, he can reverse it. So there are these three leniencies, these three kulas, with regard to Nazir. And still, it has within it this Chumrah of Asabotam Ke'ikar. Nevertheless, the Pasuk was explicit that if you're going to soak Grapes in water, it's going to be awesome. In other words, the concept of Tam Ke'ikar, the flavor is like the, the, the essence. So certainly, Klai Karem, when it comes to Klayim, forbidden mixtures in the vineyard, She'isuran Isra'olam, once a person plants the wrong type of seeds inside the vineyard, it becomes Asr forever. It's not only Asr for 30 days. V'isuran Isra'hanaya, it's actually also to benefit from those, from those plants. But ain't had to the Yisurun. You can't go to the rub and say, you know what, forget it. I want to reverse this Klayim. You know, Din, wouldn't it stand to reason that the Din would be the same? That there would be a problem if you actually add Klayim into your dish and it lends its flavor to the rest of the dish. That would be Asr. That would be Asr. Where it says, It's true with regard to Arla with two of these things. 
or in the second year, there's two ways of understanding it. But the idea here is that when it comes to Arla, you would have two of them. If you look at, at Rashi, who would Arla Bashtayim, she Suro Israhana, Arla, which means the first three years that a tree is planted, you can't benefit, you can't eat from the fruits. Now it's an Israhana, and now let it benefit from the fruits that grow in the tree for the first three years. The Ain Hetel Isuro, you can't reverse that Isr. In other words, the fruits that grow in the first three years are the fruits that grow in the first three years, and there's no way of reversing that. So again, it has two of the Chumras, two of the stringencies over Nazir. So in other words, we see, this, that's, that's the rationale why you'd be able to carry over the halacha of Tam Ke'ikar from Nazir to other Isurim in the Torah. So Amalei Ahumi Rabbanon, one of the Rabbanon said back, to Abayah. In other words, we still have this, this question from Abayah of how do we know that Mishras teaches us the halacha of tziruf, of combination, of heter mitzaref l'isr, maybe the idea of Mishras teaches us the halacha of tam k'ikr instead. So Amalei Ahum Rabbanon, Rebavau, Kika Amar, Rabbi Akiva. When did Rebavau say that the word Mishras teaches us the halacha of heter mitzaref l'isr and not the halacha of tam k'ikr? That was according to Rabbi Akiva. The Gemara says, which Rabbi Akiva are you talking about? Hey, Rabbi Akiva, which Rabbi Akiva is this? Eleg Rabbi Akiva Dahacha, if you're going to tell me that it's Rabbi Akiva Dahacha, which means the Akiva in our Mishnah, it's not for it says in the Mishnah, Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva says, Afilu Shara Pitu, Bayayin. Even a person who soaks his bread in wine. V'yesh, B'kadei Tzarev Kezayis Chayiv, which is our Akiva, that if a person soaks his bread in wine, and he has the sum total at the end of a kezayis between the bread and the wine. He's going to be chayef for eating that slice of bread. Umimai. How do you know that that Rabbi Kiva doesn't hold of Tam Kikr? Dilma, who di'ika kezayis pe'ena. Maybe it's talking about where there was a kezayis. Vichitema, maila meimar. In other words, if you're going to tell me, what's the point? What's the chiddush if there's a kezayis? Gemara says, In other words, it could be the Rikiva's whole point over here is to tell you that you had a full Kezayis. So now hold on, if you had a full Kezayis, then what's the whole Kiddush? The whole idea of Heter Mitzdar for Israel is, I don't have a full Kezayis. So how can you tell me it's talking about he has a full Kezayis? Gemara says, you know what? You know what the Kiddush is? The Kiddush is, the Rikiva says, Yuchayiv on a Kezayis, you don't need to have a Ravias. Now the obvious question over here is, so say that. Why do you have to tell me this whole halacha of heter mitzdarif l'isr to bring out the idea that you chayyav for a kezayis instead of a revius? It would be much more simple to say, v'kiva omer chayyav im shasa kezayis. You could have saved yourself two blot of gemara. But ultimately, Ella, so in other words, the gemara says it must be that, that, can't, that, that it's not that v'kiva. It's not the, the v'kiva from our Mishnah. El or Rebekiva de Brisa. It must be a different Rebekiva. Tanya first says in Brisa, Rebekiva Omer Rebekiva says, Nazir Shashara Pitu Bayayin, a Nazir who soaked his bread in wine, Vachal Kezayis Mipas Umiyayin. So very clear. It's very clear that what he's saying is you ate a full, total Kezayis. How do you get to that Kezayis? By adding together the Pas and the Yayin. And that would be Kiva, if you look at, at Tosfis, El Rekiva de Brysa, the Mepharish Ba Behedya, 
It's four lines from the bottom of the page. Once we know that Mikiva says this in the Brisa, so that means in the Mishnah he also meant that it was talking about a case where you had the sum total of a Kazayas at the end. Part of it was wine, part of it was bread. So you see very clearly that Rabbi Akiva is teaching us specifically the halacha of Hetemitharf Iser and not the halacha of Tamkeikr. So Amr Levacha braid of Avi Levashi. The Bekiva de Kamaykim le Lahai, the Chomishus Lahetim and Starf le Isser, Litim Tamke Ikim in Allah. So the Gemara says, okay, fine. So let's, let's just take this as a fact. According to Bekiva, he understands that Mishras is teaching me the, combina- the, the idea, the concept of combination, not the idea of Tamke Ikim. And that was a biased question. So now, how does he know the idea of Tamke Ikim? So fine, let's just accept this. Let's accept that he uses the Pasuk of Echol Mishra Sanovim to teach you the concept of combination and not to teach you the concept of Tam Ke'ikar. So now how does he know the idea of Tam Ke'ikar? Now, what's the obvious question? The obvious question is what Tosus asks on the bottom. Who said Ryukiva holds of the idea of Tam Ke'ikar? In other words, you can't just make up a premise that Ryukiva holds of Tam Ke'ikar and then say, how do you know it? Yabakiva never discussed it. So Tosus asks, Vim Tomar, Maybe he doesn't know the Tam Ke'ikar. In other words, what type of, this is the famous, the famous joke, how do you know that Yaakov Avinu wore a strimal? The answer is, of course he wore a strimal. It says, Vayetzi Yaakov in Beersheba. He went outside. Now, who would go outside without a strimal? Obviously, the logic over here is missing because you make this, this Hanacha, of course. Let's just say everyone knows that everyone, you never go outside without a strimal. Now the Pasuk says that Yaakov went out, he must have been wearing a strimal. Now, it's the same thing Tosus is asking over here. You make this Hanacha, you set this precedent over here, that everybody holds of Tamke Iker. And now we have this Kasha, where do you know it from? You used up your Pasuk. Maybe backtrack a little bit. Maybe start by asking, do you hold of Tamke Iker? And then we'll ask you where you know it from. The Tosus says, V'yashlom HaTavadai, Ilod de Shaminon Mikra Achrina, Tosu says, from a logical perspective, if you're going to reach the conclusion that you could combine Heter and Isser to create an Isser, then logically you would have, you would have certainly concluded that Tam Ke'ikr comes first. Why the Tfei Havi Mestavr L'Ukmi Mishras Litin Tam Ke'ikr Kivan Diyesh Be'isser Atzmo Kezayis so basically, Tosus explains that logically, from logical perspective, it's an easier thing to swallow. You could have Tam Ke'ikar than to swallow that you would say Hetman Starfla Isser. So, in other words, it's not just putting down this basic premise over here that everybody wears a strimo, so therefore everybody holds a Tam Ke'ikar. Because the idea over here is. It would be similar to, similar to saying, well, okay, let's not get carried away with our Chassidish Drasha over here. But the idea over here is that, again, once you logically conclude that you say Hetem Starful Isser, that means the idea would be that the Pasuk of Mishras was not needed to teach me Tam Ke'ikar because I know it from somewhere else and therefore it's extra and therefore I can learn the extra din of Hetem Starful Isser. Now, if that's the case, why is it extra? How do you know, how do you know Tam Ke'ikar?
Gemara says, Yalaf and Basr Bachalaf. Now, I just would point out to you that it's not clear that from here until the end of the Amud was everyone's Girsa. And that's why, if you look at Tosas at the top of the next Amud, he says, What Tosas is saying is that if you look at Masechus Pesachim, you'll find a parallel sugya, an almost identical sugya. And the Gemara in Pesachim actually has these next lines. But it seems like Tosfis did not have in his gears of the Gemara that these lines were here. And I, I think it would make sense. I didn't really have to have to look around so much about this. It could be that it's even one of the little Ha'aras on the side of the page. I'm using an old Gemara, so I don't have all of the, of the new, new Ha'aras, because yours, yours has it. But if you look in the Mefarish and in Tosfis, they all ignore it. They don't have any, any commentary on the next few lines of the Gemara. So I think it's because in some Gerses of the Gemara, these next few lines didn't exist. And that's, it seems like that's what Tosfis is saying at the top of the next Amud, that the Gemara over here actually omitted those lines. We'll learn it because it's on our page. But just recognize that it seems like the, some of the Rishonim did not have these next few lines. The Gemara says, how does, how does he know Tam Keker? The Gemara says, Yalaf mi Basra Bichalaf. He learned it out from Basra Bichalaf. And he's, he explains, Lav Tam Ba'amahu, if you analyze Basra Bichalaf, so isn't that the Isra of Basra Bichalaf, milk and meat together? Isn't that only the idea of having flavor together, Ba'asr? Ha'chanai Loshna, same will be true over here. In other words, what he means to say is, of course, you can have a classic case of a person cooks meat, and adds milk into the recipe, and he eats the milk and the meat together. That's definitely true. However, that's not the only case. If a person cooks milk and meat together, and then they take out the meat, and only eat the meat, it, that, it definitely still is Basr Bechalaf. So now, when you think about it, just the logical inference is that if it's forbidden for me to eat the meat, why is that? It's because it's infused with the flavor of milk. Similarly, if I were to cook a piece of meat Khalila in a pot of milk, and I take the meat out. It's also for me to drink that milk, even though the meat is out. So in other words, the halacha basra b'chalav itself dictates to us that tam ke'ikr, that the flavor itself, is like the substance of the iser. And that's how he says, if there exists a halacha of basra b'chalav, if the Torah says, then that must be a proof that there's a, that, that, of, of tam ke'ikr. That must prove to us that the flavor is like the substance. Gemara says, Hachanami Loshnov Rabbanon. Gemara says, hold on, why can't the Rabbanon learn it from Basra B'chalaf? In other words, that sounds very logical. In other words, just think about it. It's logical. If there is an, exi- an existing issue of Basra B'chalaf, that should tell you that there is a problem of Tam Ke'ikr. Gemara says, Rabbanon Basra B'chalaf lo garminon techidishu. You can't learn it out from Basra B'chalaf because Basra B'chalaf is a novelty. In other words, it's something which doesn't really make logical sense. My chidushay, what's the chidush? If you're going to tell me the reason why it's a novelty is because each one by itself is permissible. Right? Because no problem eating, uh, eating meat is no problem eating milk. It makes them together, it creates an iser, which is something which is logically hard to understand. How could it be that I take two things that are permissible to be eaten and all of a sudden when I mix them, it becomes usr. In other words, it's like telling, telling me if I eat too many healthy foods, it becomes unhealthy. In other words, why should it become unhealthy? Just because I mix it together. 
Two healthy foods together should be two healthy foods. What's the logical understanding of why I take two kosher foods and mix them together? All of a sudden it becomes asr. It's a chiddush. Gemara says, it's fine, you're right, that that is a chiddush, but that's just the way the Torah works. That's not a major chiddush. I'll show you, because... Klayim Nabi. Shari, When it comes to Klayim and all different areas of Klayim. Wool, no problem. You can have a wool suit. Linen, you can have a linen suit. No problem. But the Torah says, mixing them together creates an Isser. The same thing is true with regard to the way that a person plows. A person, again, the different types of animals that they're allowed to use to plow together. And it comes to planting. And it comes to grafting. All these things, each one by itself is fine. But once you mix them, it becomes a problem. So in other words, don't be surprised by this idea that you take two kosher items and independently they're kosher, but in the combination they're going to be asr. My dear friend, that's how the Torah works. It's not, it's a chiddush, because the Torah is a chiddush. But once you're in the world of Torah, it shouldn't be such a chiddush that you can't learn anything else, else out from it. Sigmar says, what is indeed the chiddush of Basr Bachalav over all other isum in the, in, in the Torah? Sigmar says, Ella, Ella must be the reason why the Rabbana did not want to learn Tam Ke'ikar from Basr Bechalov is because there is a unique Chiddush when it comes to Basr Bechalov. What is that? You take a piece of meat and you soak it in milk. Shari, what's the halacha? Midaraisa, you could take the, milk, the meat out of the milk, rinse it off, and eat it. No problem. However, once you cook it, it becomes a problem. Now, I'm going to point out to you that there is a halacha called Kavash Kumavashal. And Mir Hashem, maybe one day we'll learn Hilchus Malicha together in Simit Kofay and Shulchan Arach. And over there we'll find out that it's not so simple that you could soak a piece of meat in milk, Kulioma, a whole day, and allow it to still be, still be, still be eaten. And Again, it's an exciting sigya to learn, but this, simply it would have to soak. It would have to soak me ace la ace. Twenty four hours. Once it soaks me ace la ace, we say kavush kumavushal and maliach kiraseach. That's not our sugya today, but just without getting too technical on it, the halach is: if you soak milk, sorry, if you soak meat in milk, the meat is still permissible to be eaten. Once you cook it for one second, it becomes aser. That's the chiddush. The chiddush is that cooking it makes it aser. But the combination is going to still be mutter. Whereas klayim, there's no halacha that you have to cook it. When it comes to shatnas, there's no halacha that, you, that if, you're, if wool and linen mixed together, it's permissible until you cook your soup. There's no halacha. So therefore, you see that there's a chiddish when it comes to basr b'chalav, that there's something once you cook it, that's where the problem is. So said the Rabbanon, the whole halacha of basr b'chalav is a chiddish. So the fact that we see Tam Ke'ikr, when it comes to Basr B'chalav, says the Rabbanon, that's very nice, but you can't learn from there to the rest of the Torah, and therefore say the Rabbanon, we need to learn it out from Mishras. Now hold on a second. If that's true, then Rabbi Akiva, how do you learn Tam Ke'ikr from Basr B'chalav? Rabbi Akiva, Nami Basr B'chalav these halachas that we said about cooking was a pasuk in the Torah. So therefore, how could it be Rabbi Akiva just learns tam ke'ikar from Basar B'chalav? 
It's a chiddush. It's a novelty. It's not something which really makes logical sense. So therefore, basar might be different. The Gemara says, "Ella," and this is where everybody agrees. The Gemara continues, even those who take out these lines. The Gemara continues from here. Ella yalaf mi giuli of the kachavim. You learn it out from giuli of the kachavim. What is giuli of the kachavim? This is just in plain, simple English the concept of kosher pots and pans. Giuli of the kachavim was the, parsh- the discussion, beginning of parsh- in, in Parshas Matos after the Melchama in Midian. That's when we learned about the halacha of kashering Caleb. So giuli of the kachavim literally means the either I guess the expulsion or the expungement of flavors. I'm not sure what the right word is, but basically the idea that the absorbed flavors will come out. The Amar Achmana Kadavar Shayavu Beish. Gemara goes through the psukim go through the different halachas for kashering. In other words, if something was used over direct fire, it needs to be kashered with direct fire. Something was used with water, so then it has to be cooked with water. The concept of either kavola kachpalto or again the halachas of hechsher um, kelim a little bit complicated. But the basic idea is the way that that a vessel was used with non kosher food is exactly the way that you're going to kasher it to be able to get the flavor out. So now hold on a second. Think about that. You have a pot that a non Jew used to cook food. Why can't I use it? He washed it out. It's clean. There's no non-kosher food left in the pot. What's the reason? The reason is because we assume that the flavor of the non-kosher food is going to be absorbed into those kalim. Then when I cook, the flavor is going to come out into my food. So here we have a very clear idea in the Torah of Tam Ke'ikr. There's no substance of the food. There's none of his, of his chalent left in his pot. So therefore, why can't they use his pot? The answer is because his non-kosher food was absorbed. The flavor of his non-kosher food was absorbed into the pot. And then when I cook my food, the flavor now comes into my dish. Which is a clear example of Tam Ke'ikr. And the Gemara explains, Kodavar ashayava ba'esh, lememra di'isuri odi kechavim, lav taima ba'amahu ba'asr. Don't we see that But when it comes to the foods of non-Jews, the only thing that's left in the pot is flavor for aser. The same thing is true over here in every other case. We're able to say tam ke'ikar and it's going to be forbidden. Now hold on a second. In other words, we have to try to understand why everyone has to find a different, different source for this halacha. In other words, if it's good enough for Akiva to learn the halacha of tam ke'ikar from the kalim of Non-Jews, why is it not good enough? For the Rabbanon, the Gemara says, hasam nami Over there, it's also a Chiddush. Why? When it comes to the rest of the Torah, no tam lifgam mutter. It's fascinating sugyas. In other words, there's so much of Hiltas Kashrus buried into this Amud over here. Says the Rabbanon, there's a halacha called no tam lifgam, which means that when I'm going to add the flavor of a forbidden food in to my permissible food, it's only aser if the flavor that comes is no tam lishvach. It gives a good flavor. But if it adds a rancid flavor, if it adds a bad flavor, so much so that even when it comes to things which technically are not rancid, but the flavor that it adds is a putrid flavor that it gives to it because it's just not a good mixture. The halacha is no tam lifgam. If it gives a bad taste, it's going to be mutter. So now, what does this mean? 
That means that we generally assume that after 24 hours, this is the concept of a, of a keli ben yono. That means that after 24 hours, flavor starts to go bad. So even if a non-Jew cooked a delicious meal in his pot at 9 a.m. on Monday, by 9 a.m. on Tuesday, as delicious as that meal may have been, that flavor starts to go bad. Now, if one were to use that pot on Wednesday afternoon, or even say even Tuesday afternoon, it's 24 hours later. The halacha is the flavor that comes in there is no sane tam lifgam. It gives a negative or a sour flavor into your dish. And the halacha is in kolatarakula, no sane tam lifgam is going to be mutter. Gabigiuli over kichavim aser. Say the chachamim. Look over here. We're talking about Mohammed's Midyan. The general assumption is that the pots that they were gathering together, the kalim that they were taking as the booties of the war, that was stuff that was used more than 24 hours ago. And still the Torah said you have to cash for those kalim. Why? All the flavor that's absorbed into those pots already have already gone rancid. Why? Because they're past 24 hours. So therefore, say the Chachamim, I don't want to learn from Gi'ule of the Chachamim, from the flavors of the non-Jewish pots, because that was a Kiddush, that the Torah told you, you have to kasher those, because it's after 24 hours. The Gemara says, Akiva, nami Again, the logic should be the same for Rabbi Akiva. The truth is, it's actually not true, that the Torah told you, you have to kasher kalim, that were used more than 24 hours ago. Now, we can get into the whole discussion of Suffolk, Ben Yomo. But generally, the idea over here is that Minat Minat Torah, the Torah only required one to go ahead and kasher pots that were used that day. So whatever it was, if they were at war, you have to, again, the assumption was that they used those pots that day to make themselves breakfast, and they won the war by the end of the day. So now, at that day, if you want to cook dinner in those pots, they had to go ahead and kasher it. And what's the, what, what's the advantage of Kedera Basioma? To love Nositam of Kabu. It's still on that day, the flavor that's absorbed into those pots actually is Nositam Lishvach. So Gemara says, Rabbanon, Kedera Basioma Nami, Iyash of Lopagma Porta. So we're starting to get a little bit nitty gritty over here, but to say the Chachamim, you have to understand there's no switch that flips at 24 hours. In other words, there's no halacha that the flavor is going to be perfectly fine up until 24 hours later. And then, after 24 hours, already, oh, it's not a Benyomo? You know what? What time? Check the clock, the second half of ticks, and then, boom! Now the flavor goes bad. Say that comment, there's a progression over here. After you take the food out of the pot, the flavor starts to slowly go rancid. So say that comment, the whole idea of, of, of flavor absorbed in a pot really is a Kiddush, say the comment. Why? Because the flavor really starts to go bad um, very shortly after you start cooking it, and it's, it starts to become pagum, it starts to lose its flavor very shortly afterwards, and if the, if the Torah requires us to go ahead and kasher that, that is a chiddish, and therefore you can't learn that to other cases of Nesetam Lifgam. I just want to mention, we are running up against the clock, so we have to get moving, but um, in my 11th grade class, we learned the halakhs of kashras, when we finish the halachas of not bar not, which is no sintam bar no sintam, which is a little bit of a complicated part of Hilchas Kashras, we went to the science lab and we took four brand new cast iron skillets and we did an experiment. We cooked, we cooked water 
in the skillets and we took it out for our control. And then we cooked in some of the pots, in some of the, and then, and we compared it again. After we took out the water, we cooked fish, we fried fish in one of those pans and we cooked hot peppers in another one of those pans. And then we took it out, we washed it out very well, we made sure it was perfectly clean. Then we went ahead and we cooked water again in those pots. And then we called in students who were not there when we did the experiment and we had them taste the water to see what it tasted like. And I was actually a little bit nervous to do this experiment because I don't really know that the science of Blias really works out so well, which is why I used cast iron. I thought it would give me a better chance. Now the truth is, when it came to the flavor of the fish, they could not detect the flavor of the fish in the water that was cooked immediately afterwards. But when it came to the hot peppers, the kid who drank that water, like he drinks it, I have a video of it. If you go on Beth Tillow's website, you can see it. There's a kid drinking it, he takes a sip, and he's like, oh, <laughs> it's hot, it's spicy. So it does work, it does work. But anyway, let's go on. We got into this whole discussion of, of, of Tam Ke'ikar. But now let's get back to the sugya. says, from the Rabbanon, who use Mishras to teach us Tam Ke'ikar, that the flavor is like the substance. And they, and they apply that to all other areas of Halacha. We hear this idea of Rabbi Kiva that, according to Rabbi Kiva, who understands Mishra, teaches me, in other words, if it's good enough for the Rabbanan to teach me Tam Kikar all over the Torah, it should be good enough for Rabbi Kiva to teach me Tam Kikar all over the Torah. Mar says, Didn't the Rabbanan tell you that you learned Tam Kikar to all the Yisurim of the Torah? Mikiva Nami, the Kamokim will lahai Mishra, Slatim and Sarf Israel, Lehman, Mikanath, Dunnachal Yisurim Shabbatara. It should make sense that we should learn that Hatim and Sarafal Isra is relevant to all ears of the Torah. Amale, Mishum. So he responded and said, you know what? No, it's not true. Mishum Dahabi, Nazir Bachatas, Beis Ksuvim Mboink Echad, Ukhal Beis Ksuvim Mboink Echad, Ain Milamu. Sorry, I'm going a little bit fast. I just noticed that we only have six minutes left. Um, he responds and says, it's not true. You can't use. Mishras to teach me Hetem Star for Isra for other other Yisurim in the Torah. Why? Because the concept of Shnei Kesuma Ba'an Kechav Emelamda. What is that? It's a similar concept to Riboy Acharibboy. If I have to point the Kiddush out to two separate places, then it must be that it's only those two places. In other words, generally speaking, the Torah will teach me a halacha and expect me to apply it across the board. If the Torah specifies two places where the halacha is true, then it's specifically those two places. So therefore, since it says this halacha of Hetem Sarf Isser in two places, therefore it can't be applied to other cases. What are the two places? Nazir Hadamara. Nazir was the case of Mishos, like we said. Chatas Mahi, what's the case of Chatas? The Tanya first says in Hebrides, Anytime you touch one carbon to the next, it's going to be Kaddish, it'll be sanctified. I would think even without the belief, without the absorption of the flavor, the Tapasak teaches me Bibsara. Until it gets absorbed into the Basar, what happens then? It becomes similar to it. What does that mean? If I had a carbon which was puzzle, which came into contact and transferred its flavor from one to the next, 
this next carbon becomes possible. If it's kosher, so if it's kosher, then it makes it more chamer. So, for example, I'm sorry, I'm going quick, but if you look at tosfos, this means if you have let's say a chatas and a shlomim, the chatas comes into contact with the shlomim, then the shlomim that could only be eaten for zichre kahuna for meat kohanim and lefnim and akoyim claim, which is a location, and it's only allowed to be eaten for one day and night. So according to Bikiva, you can't learn it, you can't learn Hetman Star to other places because this halacha was specified specifically in two places, by Nazar and by Khatas. Now hold on. According to Rabbanon, now we have a problem. How did the Rabbanon learn Tam Kikar all over the place? The Rabbanon Srich, you have to have both. And now, if you have to have both, then the logic falls apart. In other words, is only if I have no reason why I have to say it twice. If I have no reason to say it twice, then saying it twice must be it's there as an exclusion. If I have a reason why I have to say it twice, so then I can't say it's an exclusion. The reason why I said it is because it has to be there. With the Rabbanon say, Trich, you need it. If I would have only written this halach with regard to a chatas, I would say, hold on. You know why we had to write it in both places? Because you can't learn Nazir from Kachit. Because Rachman Gabi Nazir, if I would only write it by Nazir, and I would expect to learn Kachim from there, I would think you can't learn a carbon from Nazir. Why? Because Nazir is very Chamer. Why is the Chamer? more explains the Fil Kharzan Even the seeds. We saw Mikharzan Vyadzog, the Pasuk is clear. Even the seeds. I know there was a discussion previously in the Gemara whether the Kharzan is the is seeds or the skins. But either way, the seeds, Asrale. So therefore, Hekokhliasmine can't learn it from there. Rabikiva. Okay, it's Rabikiva. So, according to Rabikiva, why does he say that it's considered extra to write it? Why is, in other words, why is he applying the concept of stakes of a over here? He shouldn't apply it. The Gemara says, Rabikiva Amalach, my. However, In other words, I understand you can't learn chulim from kachim. Fine. So then, Gemara says, Write up in Azar, learn from there. In other words, he's not going to buy into this idea. He says, no problem. It's true that there are specific halachas that are relevant to Nazar, which are different than other places, which means that the grape seed is Asr. That doesn't necessarily make it an un- unteachable place, just means that it's different. So he doesn't hold to this concept, you can't learn it from Nazar. You don't learn, but in other words, Chatos was necessary. In other words, this is the Kiddush over here. According to the Chachamim, now what's coming out is. Now, Chathos does teach us that halacha of Etzim Starf Leser. So now, after all said and done, Chachamim hold of Tam Ke'ikar. They keep hold of Tam Ke'ikar. However, and they both also hold of this concept of Etzim Starf Leser. And Chathos let Etzim Starf Leser v'chulin mikotsim l'garminon. U'mishra slitin Tam Ke'ikar. So Gemara is basically a summarizing of the year. You have Rabbanon, Chathos teaches you the concept of Etzim Starf Leser. And chulin mikachim legarmin, and you can't learn chulin from kachim to teach it all over the place. So it's only by chatas. Now look at Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva tarvayu. Both of them let mitzarif leiser. According to Rabbi Kiva, the difference is that he learns let mitzarif leiser to teach you both of them. Therefore, he's stuck. In other words, the chachamim, since they use mishras, they add something extra. 
According to Rikiva, you have to use both of those. Perhaps it was Darflistus, so he was stuck. Amarle, I think we have to stop over here. I would have loved to get to the two dots of time for Lama Chesavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav